Yeah, so I think um, they're gonna I think they're gonna really enjoy this week's. Yeah. Absolutely. Some inspirational right. stories, fighting against the odds. Really great insight exactly. into just being a a pro. Performer, being a young performer as yeah. well and kind of you know, talking the, the guests we've had so far, you know, I mean, they're not our age, you know. They weren't they're slightly older or you know, they've been around a little bit. Whereas Blythe has been already been around a bit and she's our age. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. 100%. I'm sure people are going to find this just as, as, as enjoyable as we did. Hello, everyone. Hello. We have the, uh, this week, we have with us uh, from the Joseph cast, uh, the incredible, the spectacular, Bly Jandal. Hello. <laughs> yeah. uh, what an entrance. Hello. How are you? Um, I am all the better for seeing you both. That's, that's a really for hearing nice... hearing you both. Thank you. That's the first time a guest has said that. <laughs> yeah, it's so good to see you. It's very good to see you. What, what? What's news? What's um? How's how how have you found uh? You know the lockdown life. I mean, it's ups and downs. I mean, one week everything's great. There's new opportunities. You've connected with new people. Um, maybe a little job, and then the next week there's just nothing, and you don't speak to anyone, or you don't even feel like speaking to anyone. So it's very up and down. I'm sure it's the same for everyone. Um, I'm finding it hard to make it normal which i think is probably a good thing <laughs> yes i was gonna say i find i don't know about you but i find this like you said there's weeks where i'm like so motivated mm. to do loads of things and then it's sort of like that runs out and then you remember that you're just kind of in your house but but what have you been doing to keep busy you know i think that's the best thing to do or try to do yeah i mean i've i've been very lucky in January, I managed to, you know, book a few projects which have been like firsts for me and really exciting. I did a commercial for the first time, um, oh, cool. which is really fun. Yeah, because obviously filming can go ahead. It was all very COVID safe and and again weird because I didn't really see what people looked like the whole time, apart from the other actors. Um, and that was fantastic. And then I recorded an audio book for the first time. Oh, amazing. Yes, I saw Called that. The Acrobats of Agra. And yeah, it was a children's novel and it's it was hilarious. It was great. It was seven hours wow. of reading and all sorts of accents and voices oh, wow. and a bit of singing as well. What's that like? Yeah. Do they, do they, how does that work? Do you do it in like shifts or do they just say we need so, it by this date or? Well, because it was my first time, they let me do it over four days. So we did two till five mm. for four days wow. i think i think that adds up or maybe three till five i don't know um yeah <laughs> uh, so we kind of did seven chapters a day but there wasn't much like time for error you know it's pretty much a straight read through mm. and maybe a few pickups the next day wow okay mm. but you really enjoyed it yeah i loved it you are some, something about a uh, pit lockery you're, yes, uh, Pit Lockery. You're working with them now, aren't you? Because I know that you were doing, last year, you were doing um, ensemble work for them. Yeah, so I was supposed to be part of their um, summer season, 2020 
um, doing all sorts of fabulous things. And then obviously lockdown happened. So they got us to do lots of online stuff, which is, yep, why there are many videos of me fooling around, looking like an idiot um, online now. But um, so that was that. And then recently, again, January, great month for me, I did some assistant directing nice. um, for them. They're doing a sound stage. So they thought, you know, we need to keep plays coming out, audiences engaged. Um, so they're doing a whole lot of audio plays. They're originally meant for stage, but they've turned them into audio plays. So I got to assistant direct on one of them called Tennis Elbow by John Byrne, who's a legend of a playwright. He was huge in the, the 70s. He wrote a play called Writer's Cramp, which went to Broadway. And it was really successful, oh, wow. but he realized he'd done that thing where he hadn't written any women into it so all the female characters were sort of mentioned but not on stage so tennis elbow was his kind of play wow. that kind of goes with writer's cramp where all the women it's about their story his wife her cool. friends that is cool yeah so nice. he kind of writes his wrong which is cool that's really great that they gave you the opportunity though because so i mean great, you yeah. have been you've been doing I've, I've seen that you've done so much stuff for them online mm. over the past year so how did, yeah. did that? Did they just offer that to you, or did you say, "Oh, I'd love to be involved in this"? Or how did that come about? Yeah, they they put a post out saying they were looking for assistant directors, and I've never done any directing. And I thought I really want to do it. I need to get my foot in the door, my practice. So I wrote the best application I could. This kind of letter monologue about why I should be <laughs> yeah. an assistant director, and yeah, I nice got it. One. I suppose that's great as well during COVID to have kind of got your foot in the door for. Well, to to add another string to the bow, as it were, really. What was yeah. that like? Was that how do you how do you direct an audio? I mean, you just focus on the voice, and the voice is actually so important when it comes to acting. More than we even stress, maybe at um, at college or whatever. You know, you can tell so much of a story just with your voice. And mm. um, you can use, there's so many textures, and um, the actors that we had were brilliant. You know, they are the big dogs. They've worked at the national. They worked on TV. They were stars so it was a really easy job um but what I learned was the work that the director does before you get to rehearsals so dissecting the play and uniting and you know will that work on audio you know they're not going to see that they're carrying you know that thing so we have to cut that line that mentions it or whatever or um or kind of add something in so everyone knows what's going on so those were the things we came up against but yeah, it was great fun, really. It was just a week for me to listen to the most amazing actors having a good time. Great. And you, um, obviously, dance for actors. Yes, dance for actors, singers. How's that, how's that been? Because obviously, like you, I, I love what you guys have done with that. Mm. I mean, we're not actually doing it right now and because it's really difficult to do it online. And yeah, you have to weigh up the risk of going in and the cost and, you know, all of that. The fact is, for me, well, for me personally, I, I know in my head that I can dance better than I dance in a when I'm in a studio. Mm. I'm like, I can dance better than this, but I just can't. There's like a wall there. I'm like, I can't just let go. So I think, yeah, it's great. It yeah. is great that people can work on their technique and stuff in a living room in the, in the, in the safety of their, you, you know, their homes. But for me, like you say, the biggest thing was just doing it in front of people and getting slowly getting over that nervousness yeah it's not it's just not the same yeah and part of the best thing about that class is the community and um getting to to be in a studio and to like get over that fear of 
coming into Pineapple Dance Studios. That's kind of why we started it. That's the main hurdle. If you're in, alone in your living room, then so, yeah, a hundred percent. This is getting to know you. This is the, the segment where we uh, get to know our guest and their career uh, so far. Now, Blythe, where did it all begin? I love asking that question because it, 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 a lot of, it's so funny because it began for me in like some Amdram thing, but every guest that's come on and gone, well, it began when I played Gavroche in Les yeah. Mis. Like, yeah, when yeah. I auditioned for yeah, Billy okay. Elliot at the age of 13. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, when I went down my local church and did some play that the music teacher wrote, to like 12 people in a church hall um but what about you where did it all start I don't know if it ever wasn't there I think I just like was born wanting to dance and tell stories and be silly you know I've not really grown up at all um since I was three um I watched a lot of Disney when I was a kid and obviously there are musicals um so I think I was just like there's videos of me so many videos of me as a kid dancing around and singing and um I started ballet very young so I was more of a dancer than anything else like as a family we love to sing I think it's part of Scottish culture is singing um together there's lots of folk songs that everyone knows and in our primary school we had like our assemblies were really focused on singing we had kind of a normal more kind of religious ceremony and then we had like a Scottish music assembly and we'd have like the head teacher had a guitar she brought in a little friend with a drum and we'd all be singing wow. Scottish folk songs yeah it was really cool so I think it's just been a part <laughs> of my life forever but um I started to take it seriously when so there's a theatre in Edinburgh called the Royal Lyceum Theatre. It's an amazing place, gorgeous. And they have a Lyceum youth theatre, so kind of like a, a youth Saturday school. And they get those kids to audition for their professional productions that need kids. So the Wizard of Oz came to town and so we got to all audition and I got to be in the Wizard of Oz. So I was, I was like 12, 13 um, I got to be on stage, I got paid, I got to miss school. So that was technically <laughs> my first professional credit, um, awesome. which was, yeah, cool. And I saw these adults, obviously professionals doing it. I was like, so you do this for your life, like every day? <laughs> and they were like, yep, um, we try to. <laughs> so I thought, <laughs> great, let's do it. Um, I then auditioned for the Dance School of Scotland. Um, I initially auditioned for the ballet course, but I... I think I just grew up a bit faster than most girls and so they they were still like you know stick thin little children and I was quite grown up for like an 11 year old so I just I didn't get in they didn't think I had the right the right look the right body um which I think is a shame but mm. anyway it meant that I then waited two years and auditioned for the musical theatre course instead and I'm now able to do more than just dancing so it was a blessing in disguise, but at the time I was definitely gutted because I wanted to be a ballerina. Um, so yeah, so you got into it really. You got into it really early then. So yeah. that was like. So just to clarify, that was um, thirteen. You went there then. Was it? Uh, so I went there like fourteen, I think. So my third year of high school. I know it's a little bit different up there. Um, so I did like first and second year of high school in a normal high school. And then I went to the specialist school for the final four years. 
to that's so cool team. i love yeah. that you even like at that young you were like yeah i'm just gonna dive just in gonna do it yeah do this. i mean who wouldn't it's like you can swap maths for dance definitely <laughs> gonna do it i know yeah. no we did actually do maths <laughs> I was about to say, surely they have to teach you some something. Yeah, some no, point. they did. We we did some subjects. Yeah. Do they? Do um, they just? Is there just more obviously more of an emphasis on the dance stuff? But you do extra um, classes around. Do you know what it was? It was an odd place. So basically, the dance school Scotland is in a school called Knightswood Secondary School, and it was at the point of like ruin. They were going to close it down. It's in quite a um, kind of poorer area of Glasgow. And so the council put in this dance school to save it, um, to get so they could get lots of Creative Scotland arts funding. So the dance school kind of saved it. So there's a small dance oh, section, and then also a whole school of people who are not performers. So you can imagine what it was like having people, you know, step ball change, kick jeté, belting high notes down the corridor when they were like normal kids. They kind yeah, yeah. of hated us. Um, you know, we'd rock up to ballet, rock, rock up to maths with like ballet buns and tracksuits on, and they all had to wear normal uniforms. So, we yeah, it was kind of all intertwined, and we stayed. The normal school kids would go at three, and we'd stay on till six. That's so funny. You know, that's literally. So I after I, I did my BA with Getty at Birmingham, um, and then I went to GSA at, uh, uh, but it's part of the University of Surrey, so it's on that campus. It's just yeah. sort of on. It's weirdly like placed at the entrance, and then the rest of the yeah, it's just like kind of shoved in. to the side, isn't it? It's just like there. But then, but I've never experienced this before. It was so weird. It was like being in some sort of Mean Girls film, uh, and there was a whole page dedicated to like memes about GSA, like how we were like freaks and, <laughs> and like not normal people, and how there was like the rest of the union, and there was us just tacked on and like had a spot of GSA and stuff. It was really bizarre. Yeah, uh, so yeah, like I that. feel I feel your pain. Mm-hmm. I know what it was like. I've been yeah. through it too. <laughs> but you you didn't go to GSA though, did you? You went to uh, see a little segue. Oh, well, well done. Uh, you, <laughs> nice. Very good. You went to Arts Ed, I believe. Yeah. So after the dance school, I went to Arts Ed um, for three years. Yeah, I've got a degree. Was that good? Arts Ed was crazy. Um, it was just such hard work. It was amazing, um, amazing training, but really, really hard work. Like you would start at 8 a.m., you wouldn't finish till 6, 7, then you'd always have stuff to be rehearsing. And um, I had to work every weekend to pay for my rent. So I feel like I didn't really stop for three years. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like any, it's not like another uni where you can, you know, party and chill and skip lectures. It's like full on. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of, now that I think back to it, it was very intense. But I made friends for life there. I learned so much. It's an amazing place to meet contacts and to get an agent and to get into the industry. They're very well connected. Um, They have great facilities. So, yeah, it's a great place. Well, I mean, it's like one of the top, top schools, isn't it? And also that theatre, were you, I can't remember when they built the theatre. Yeah, the Andy, was that that's what we call when, it. Is that the Andy? I love that. Yeah. I, I'd be calling it the Lord's, the Lord Webber. The Lord's. <laughs> yeah, the Angela <laughs> Webber Theatre. Yeah, that was there for our third year. Yeah, we were very lucky. I think, oh, right. were we the first wow. to use it? I think we are the first to use it, yeah. It's really nice. I went to see one of my friends did a, an MA acting uh, show there. And I love, I just love how it's, you've got that just built into the school. 
they did a really yeah. good job so they did nice. a really good job but they have also the studio theater which i think is almost a cooler space you can do so much with it it's a bit of a it's like a black box and you can yeah you know make it however you want it which is awesome i went for an audition at an arts ed and i f- i did my monologue did you um yeah i did yeah i, I didn't did know that monologue. I'd already well. I, I was quite confident because I'd already got into not Suzanne, you know, whatever. But I got into a couple of schools, and I was like, okay, this is going to be, you know, whatever. That was me thinking go. you were going to say I got into GSA and thinking you were a dick for saying no, that. Go but in, no, no, you got into a couple no, of I'm schools. No, proud. I got into proud a couple of, bit, of schools of actually. <laughs> and um, uh, and but no, here's the here's the fall. So I did my monologue, you know, high on the uh, high on the success. And uh, I finished, and the guy literally just went, speak for me. <laughs> I was like, um, okay. Uh, he was like, just say the first couple of lines. I was like, okay. I said the first couple of lines, and he just, he literally just went, yeah, I think, I think your voice is broken. <laughs> and I was like, wow. What? And he made me just like do these vocal exercises for him a couple of times. And then he just went, yeah, yeah, you should, you should see someone about that. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Thank wow. you. Wow, and then wow. I left. Needless to say, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't get in. Um, but yeah. So, Art said, bonding experience, lovely. You made it through. You survived. I survived. Let's say that. And then, what was your what was your first job outside of Art said? So my very first job was um, dancing in the Beauty and the Beast film, the feature film with Emma Watson. Boom. Um, yeah, I remember it was actually when I was still at Art said. It was towards the end. A few of my friends had already got huge tours, had got West End jobs, and I was feeling like an absolute failure, um, which is, of course, ridiculous. So I got the Beauty and the Beast job, and I thought, yay, there's hope, I'm not shit. Um, (laughs) And it was the best experience. I really, really loved it. You know, filming is... It was weird that being on set was my first job, because I'd never done anything like that. Um, And... Yeah, it's a lot of waiting around, but I was just so excited the whole time. I was like, I could get used to this. Which, this is which fun. bit did you dance in? Was it the was it the opening? Was it the big old the opening? opening yeah, like, I'm oh, actually nice. one of the first people you can see. Like, if you watch it again, you're like, oh shit, there she is. Nice. That's it. Yeah. Great. We'll check it out. So, Maybe we can find a clip and put it on the, put uh, it on, the on the Instagram. On the Instagram. We'll put you it. You can on like your circle it. I don't know yeah. if you can yeah. do that. <laughs> like there she is. <laughs> that one like, second. You, you said it's different to. You know, I've never, I've, I've never really done something like that. Is that, um, like, do you rehearse a lot before, obviously, and then mm. how do they make that transition from rehearsal room to then set? And is that, is it very stop-start? Do they kind of just do it all in one and then film different angles or? Yeah, they, I mean, going? they were great. It was actually Anthony Van Last, who's the choreographer who has done the Mamma, has done Mamma Mia. Um, he's done loads, but yeah, that's what, famously he's done and it was very actually organized but you have one day of rehearsal and Mm. then you know it's only a 50 second scene it took five days to film which is hilarious um so yeah the rehearsals they drill in the choreography but they kind of say to be flexible because at any moment they could ask you to shift over a camera is going to be where you are or you know stand-in's going to do something or the actor might do something different you have to be quite flexible you don't you can't there's no point in drilling it because things are going to change on the day um so that was yeah odd because I was so used to like drilling choreography and like there's a right way and there's a wrong way whereas with filming 
the actors are almost in a way the least important part because it's about the camera and the sound mm. and all of that working together so you have to just be flexible like ready to be on it as soon as the cameras are on but also ready to just you know shift what was your um what was your first stage show then so yeah so i finished that um and then i booked a pantomime in june so after i graduated in may i booked a pantomime in june and it was to play tinkerbell at the secc in glasgow which is obviously huge it's like 2000 i was about to say that's massive yeah Yeah. um wow which was so cool because also I very much thought to myself as a dancer I thought I'll be in the ensemble so to get like a part you know even though it's pantomime I was like my audition was go in and sing and read a scene and that was not where I thought my strength lay and yeah I got it after one audition and so my agent thought yep absolutely do it it's gonna be a great experience good to get in with this um company get to be at home it was only four weeks really well paid so it was actually fantastic Mm. but it meant that then that whole summer I couldn't really do any other jobs so I ended up doing the everybody's talking about Jamie workshop in that summer Mm -hmm. so that was my kind of second job again not on stage um something different something new um yeah, so the first it? time I was actually on stage doing it was pantomime. What was it like being part of a workshop? Because we, we haven't had anyone talk about workshops yet. Um, what, what was it like? I suppose the big question is like, do you have an inkling that this show is going to be a big hit or if it's going to not be very good or what? Like, how, what was it like? Um, I knew it was going to be big. Um, I was like, this music is so catchy. Like the subject is so great and you know what I looked around the room and there was not like a specific look there were no like tokens everyone was just like British people who are talented and that was the first time I'd been in a room full of people who were all from all different sorts of places and um yeah it was really cool like everyone was mixed race or you know it it was just different mm. and it just felt like this is very current and this is very like much representation of the country today and you know it still is one of the only shows that really truly represents the UK with its casting Mm -hmm. so I knew that it was special and the people they got in to do it were really cool and the music was just boppy it's so good and then you uh did am I right you went off to do uh to do some roller skating yeah yeah do you know what's hilarious that sort of trivializes what you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what you did yeah. that sounds like you just went to venice beach for yeah. like a yeah. for like a year <laughs> yeah that happened hilariously so that same summer that i graduated i auditioned for the west end original cast of aladdin and everyone was telling me this is it you're gonna be jasmine you're gonna get it like obviously it's you like who else could there be um and giving me all this confidence and you know i didn't really believe them i wasn't like yeah you know, I was like, this is, you know, they're stupid to think I'm the only person that could play these parts. You know, mm-hmm. there's more people who could do that than just me. But um, I was confident that what I'd seen, like what I'd heard of the show, and I was like, yeah, like there's no reason why I can't do this. So I was confident. I went in for round one. Cut, because you're too short. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I went, yeah, they were looking for girls five foot seven and above. So I went to the open auditions. I thought, no, 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 no. 
you got it wrong. Went to the open auditions and got all the way to the finals. Was thinking, this is it. Yeah, I've got it. And then didn't get it. And I thought wow, my career really? was over. I thought that was it. Like I need to give up if I can't do that. You know, my life is over. But in amongst all those auditions, I was auditioning for other things and including Starlight Express. So I think I'd come straight from an Aladdin recall. I crossed over the bridge um, at Embankment. You know, what's that bridge? Charing Cross. Charing Cross you know, the bridge, one from yeah. South yeah, Bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 crossed over the bridge like just finished one recall going to another audition that I didn't really care about I was like yeah Chill. yeah whatever yeah. um went into starlight and it was really hard but I was I was so warm and so like feeling good about myself that I just gave it everything and had the best time um didn't hear anything for like a month got told I didn't get Aladdin a month after the final audition and then a week later oh yeah you got starlight do you want to go to Germany? And I thought, yes, this was meant to be. Right. <laughs> um, so I'd kind of forgotten about yeah. it, but um, it was obviously where I needed to go. Could you roll a skate before? So I'm one of those people that just like will give everything a go. So as a kid, I'd be, uh -huh. you know, roller skating on my street. And then I had to roller skate uh -huh. in the pantomime. So in that audition for the pantomime, they said, can you roller skate? And I was like, yeah, I can get from A to B. And I got the job. Um, so then it, I get to doing a pantomime and yeah, of course I can get from A to B, but can I stop? No, because when you're a kid, you just crash into a lamppost, right? You just like, yeah. you know, turn into the wall. So to stop on stage, if no one's taught you how to stop on roller skates, it's really, really hard. So that was the tricky thing. So I was actually, yeah, I should have kind of yeah. done it the other way around. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I got through the panto, I didn't fall over um, a couple of wobbles, but when I got starlight, I thought, okay, yeah, I was doing it all wrong. Here we go. And we did four months training. And so they don't say, so they yeah. don't say with starlight, they don't say you have to be able to roller skate or do they, no, really? Wow. No, not anymore. I'm, I think they used to, but they, I think it was almost damaging in a way for people who had a lot of experience because they might've learned it wrong. Um, because the training is so intense and so particular, um, yeah, it's almost better if people are completely new to it. You just have to be brave. You have to be strong. You have to be brave. You have to be physically fit. And you have to have long Achilles. <laughs> because <laughs> in order to squat down on skates, which you have to do, and like in order to like bounce up and down bowls, you need to have quite long Achilles, sure. weirdly. Yeah. I mean, there were people in the cast who didn't, and they... And they struggled with certain things. Oh. Um, I'm glad that's how that ended. I thought you were going to say, and they snapped both of them. Yeah, I thought that's where that was going. <laughs> I, was like, well. I was like, oh. No, they did a great job and got through it. That must have been an uh, amazing experience, though, because I've seen, I've not, I've, I've not seen it, uh, but I've seen the photos of like the stage. It's mm. like an arena. It's like a oh, skating. Yeah. It's amazing. Is that show? like real yeah is that real like i mean really that that is one of the most bizarre like things that has probably ever come out of somebody's head yeah probably it, i mean that must have been so much fun to do yeah it's amazing it's like the hardest and one of the best things i'll ever do like starting a show at the top of a ramp I mean, on wheels <laughs> like the adrenaline was unbelievable like honestly every night yeah, 
you're like I'm rolling to my death but it was just the best thing ever it was exhilarating it was oh I loved it so what okay so you you went over there you didn't get Aladdin but you you clearly did at some point so how did that come about yep so finished Starlight and then it took me like 30 first rounds to get another job really Um, I thought you were gonna gonna say 30 first rounds in with Aladdin I was like oh my gosh what year are we in no 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 (laughs) (laughs) is it still on and I played Jafar (laughs) (laughs) no it took me like it was I, I really struggled to get a job after Starlight and I don't know what it was like I hadn't been dancing on my feet I'd been dancing on wheels um I don't really know it was just I mean it's the way of the industry isn't it that like sometimes things happen sometimes it takes a long time um I miss, I couldn't audition for Aladdin the second year because I was still in Germany so that was kind of out the window um but my very best friend Danny Becker he got it that year so I did go and see it and I was very bitter and I said it was terrible it was a rubbish show um <laughs> I then did my next job was the Wizard of Oz at the Sheffield Crucible so I relived my Munchkin dreams um there I got promoted to the mayor of Munchkin City wow. so yeah Boom. I mean you might as well retire <laughs> done I was about to say that's it I mean, I did play the mayor like Nicola Sturgeon, so it was actually really fun. <laughs> yes, incredible. <laughs> it was great. Incredible. Um, so yeah, after that, I then auditioned for Aladdin again, but I was feeling super confident and like I was older, I put less pressure on it. I thought, you know, if it's not right for me, it's not right for me. I'm just going to go in and do me and I've learned all these new skills. I've been singing professionally in shows for, you know, a year and a half, two years now, so I'm feeling good. Um did like three rounds they asked me to go in for a cover as well and then I ended up getting swing and understudy so I got my Aladdin dream too yeah so never give up people I was about to say because when you were talking about the I'd forgotten about the fact that you hadn't got in the first time you auditioned so Mm. when you when when you were starting off on that story I was like oh yeah great I didn't realize it was this early that doesn't make any sense to me and then you said it and I was like oh yeah and I was trying not to laugh or be smiley because I just knew how that ended so (laughs) I've been waiting for like 10 minutes for this to like come out yeah oh yeah I mean I like to to tell that story because I think it's important that people hear that it's not it's not always easy and you know if I put on my Instagram that I was in Aladdin it, it doesn't mean it was really easy for me to get it that I worked really hard to get there and I didn't give up. It's either that or I'm doing Starlight Express lengthen those Achilles so much that you actually went two, two inches <laughs> Yeah, I'm now six foot tall, everyone. <laughs> no. <laughs> so there was, um, it seems, a lot of Android Webber going on in your... Uh... Yeah. In your mm. early career. Even in your school. In like your, your school, the, the, the yeah. rollerblading, <laughs> skating, you know. Um, and he is why we have all gathered here today. He's not dead. <laughs> just clarifying. He's not dead. No, no I didn't even, it doesn't even sound like he was dead. I just said he was the reason we've gathered. Um, because, um, because this le- week's letter is, you could do it this week, Tom. You want me to do it? I want you to do it. Yeah, go on. This week's letter is... That was really bad, wasn't it? <laughs> no. Your voice sounds broken. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. 
Um, trauma. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it sounded all Jay. right. Uh, which can only mean, oh my god, <laughs> which time. can mean uh, a few things. <laughs> this week, but this week it means <laughs> Joseph. Yes, and sorry, I shouldn't say Joseph. Yeah, the whole and, name, please. And the uh, amazing Technicolored coat. I think it's dream, dream coat. Dream coat. Yeah. Dream coat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you want to try it again? Yeah, I do. It's names. Go on. Uh, Joseph. And the amazing Technicolored dream coat. It's not past tense, Technicolored. <laughs> Technicolor. Te- what is it? <laughs> Technicolor dream coat. Joseph and the amazing Technicolor dream coat. I just, uh, it is poor. That is poor. I just put Joseph. I just. I even wrote it down in the notes. Amazing Technicolor dream coat. Um, so. Tom's going to be giving us an improv plot um, within <laughs> 45 seconds. Okay, here we go. So, ready in five, four, three, two, one, go. Okay, Jacob, he, he's got 12 sons, and then he has uh, another son. It's like a miracle. And then he's like, oh, I really love this son. So he gives him a, a, a multicolored technical coat. Then all the other brothers are like, oh, we're really jealous of you. You're his favorite. So they basically do a plot where they uh, sell him to some merchants, but they pretend he's dead. Then they cry. They're like, oh, God, Dad, you know, he's dead. It's really bad. Forget about him. Then he's sold into slavery. He works for this guy called Potiphar. Then he basically, Potiphar's wife's like, oh, look, Joseph tried to sleep with me. And, uh, and then Potiphar puts him in jail, then he meets two prisoners, and they're like, oh, um, can you read our dreams? He starts reading their dreams, and then the pharaoh's like, oh, man, I need someone to read my dreams. And then he's like, oh, I can read your dreams, and the pharaoh's like, come on. And then they get really chummy, he reads the pharaoh's dreams, he kind of says that there's going to be a famine coming, and then he stocks up, and they're like, wow, you saved us, you get promoted, you're going to be top dog. And then, because the famine hits uh, in the Israel area, uh, Jacob and his sons go, uh, the sons go to um, <laughs> Egypt, and they're like oh please give us some food and then but they don't recognize joseph and he's like well (laughs) he's like well you weren't very nice to me and then he puts a little cup in one of their bags he accuses them of stealing and then eventually he's like no lol joke it's me come on let's all dance firstly that that was a minute and that wasn't bad though not bad it well the timing wasn't bad i mean (laughs) I did. I did enjoy. I did enjoy that we got introduced to the coat. It being <laughs> multicolored and technical. <laughs> I'm saying that. <laughs> multicolored and technical. Um, it's a technical coat. I think you'll find it's technically a coat, but it's 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 good. And also that apparently the the famine was in the Israel area. <laughs> well, I tried to look this up because. <laughs> Like a weatherman, <laughs> like a weatherman. I'm trying to look it up. It's actually Pal- it the Palestine, it, Palestine, which is like Syria and Israel now. But I, I was so because mm-hmm. I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't uh, oh. know exactly where. But yeah, the Israel area, area of Israel. Yeah. So Blythe, 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 Palladium, Palladium Joseph. Yeah. That's that's one for the uh, the checklist, isn't it? The Palladium, amazing place. Um, yeah. I, so that was, no, it wasn't my last job, but I did it, l- see, I would have said last summer, but it's been two summers now. It's crazy. Mm. We've had a whole year of just nothingness. I mean, it was a really sweet run. Yeah, it was lovely. How long was it? It was uh, six Six weeks, weeks, I think, yeah. It sold out before it opened, didn't it? Um, I don't think before it opened, but after, like, the previews, then it was just, that's it, sold out, which is great. So what was the process wow. of... Um, 
We're getting that one then. So I was still in Aladdin when I got Joseph. Um, so I was actually rehearsing Joseph and performing Aladdin at night. So that was, yeah, the first time wow. I've done that. And it was, yeah, a lot. Um, especially because it was coming to the end of Aladdin. So people were using up their holidays. We're also getting very tired and injured from auditioning for other jobs. Um, so it was busy. And very busy. you were the swing. I was the swing in both. both. Weren't you? Yeah, both. Yeah. Which I don't even know. I mean, I couldn't do the swing for one show. Yeah, we were saying to Joel a couple of weeks ago, like, we we just, both of us don't have the brain for, or we don't think we have the brain for swing. And then here you are, (laughs) being a swing by night and swing by day. Yeah. Yeah, do you know what? Um, I was also swinging Starlight Express, and I think that was my first job. So they obviously took a chance on me and well thought that I would be good at it for whatever reason and yeah I do seem to suit it and like I said before I'm really quick at picking things up but when I don't need it anymore it's all forgotten so if you ask me to do any of the shows I've done like if you you want a routine from them no like I just don't know (laughs) um but I can pick things up quickly and I can think on my feet um because one you know it's you learn the bulk of the choreography and then it's just about patterns and like you're talking to two people who can't okay. dance here, Blythe. We have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but um, you, you lost know. me at learn the choreography. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I've got nothing but re- admiration for people who uh, mm. who who can't dance. I mean, it is. I love. I love. You know, it's a great tragic irony of my life is that I love dance. I love to watch dance. Mm. I love to dance, but I'm just so bad. You are not. Um, Oh well, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm no uh, Blythe Jandu, you know. Oh. Um, how often did you go on for one of the parts in in Joseph? Yeah, were you on stage or off stage? I was off stage. Yeah. Um, yeah, which you know, I thought it's only six weeks. You know, I'm probably not going to get on. Maybe one show if I'm lucky, and I did maybe like two and a half weeks of shows. So. Wow. Yeah, like not really? not a load, but for the time frame, pretty, quite a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for six weeks, that's quite a lot. Yeah, yeah maybe even long, wow. maybe even more shows. I don't know. It was. I felt like I was on a lot. Um, what were you covering mainly? Like what? So the wives, yes, all the wives, all the wives, all the wives. Um, which was an absolute hoot. I had the best time. Yeah. What was the What was the rehearsal process like? So the rehearsals for were... you because obviously for you 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 is it, is it, it must be a bit different for the swing. Yeah, and you know this was my first time. Go no, Wizard of Oz was kind of brand new, but um, this was like a brand new kind of revival where it was very workshoppy in a lot of ways. Things changed a lot, um, and it was kind of we were kind of workshopping it and trying things out and. Um, obviously everything changed when we got into costumes so it was quite um, an ambitious undertaking for the team to redirect re-choreograph restructure this show even though it is a short show um, it has loads of kids in it and it has two different casts of no wait maybe yeah two different casts of kids I think or maybe four I don't I don't really know lots of children who all need to learn it um so it was it was definitely like busy and challenging and you know I'd I'd write all my notes and then have to cross them all out and that was 
quite stressful but you know luckily I'd done it before so I'd I wasn't too scared but it was definitely a challenge but um rehearsals were just fantastic because the team were were just brilliant Joanne Hunter who choreographed it is just amazing she's absolutely amazing you need to look her up um she's just a fireball and you know she did all the choreography full out every day so you know we couldn't give any less than 100% because she was always giving you 110% and she was fantastic so I just had the best time I've met some of my best friends doing that job and it was the summer it was the palladium um I remember chatting to the other female swing and at the beginning going so how are we splitting this you know like first and second covers um I don't really mind where, where do you like to sing and she's like oh I, c- I guess I could cover the sopranos you can cover the altos I was like cool and then it gets to like two days before we open and she goes oh yeah here are your first covers completely different and I'm covering the one that sings like the top C's and all that yeah so that was a shock and I actually went on for that part the most um which was <laughs> like yeah so slow so but it, you know it was mm. such a great experience for me because I never would have believed that I could have done that um you know gone on and sang mm. the way that I did and I just had to do it so it happened and yeah it gave me a lot mm. of confidence so yeah it was a really important job for me in that way shall we do a quiz It's time for this week's quiz. This week's quiz is called Go, 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 Joseph. You haven't got much time to answer. You have, you've got 90 seconds to essentially answer all these questions. And every week we, we keep them very similar. So we keep them very similar to the, the person last week. And we just changed things here and there. Now, um, there is a prize. I saw that. Yes. I'm very competitive. So, <laughs> want to win. Were you, were you like cramming just before? <laughs> I mean, I may have listened to the soundtrack on my run. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we go. For a show show mug and a free theatre ticket to oh a show of your choice. Three, two, one. Who wrote Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat? Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice. Where is Joseph set? Egypt. Where was the original version of the full show first performed? Uh, the Palladium? <laughs> what year was it first performed? Oh my goodness. 67. <laughs> Who played Joseph in the 1991 London Palladium version? Philip Schofield? Uh, how many Olivia nominations did the 1991 revival receive? Oh, I don't know, like three. How many Tonys did it win? Uh, zero. Uh, who played the narrator in your production? Sheridan Smith. What was the show originally written as or for? It was for schools. How many performances did the original West End production run for? No idea. 300. (laughs) Which song ends Act 1? Go, go, Joseph. 
Okay, so. Oh, those were hard questions. Some of them were. (laughs) I feel quite bad. Yeah, you should. Um, But for a bonus point, if you can do all of the colours of the coat, oh shit, we'll give we'll we'll give we'll give you a point. Oh no, this is gonna be hard. Um, for a bonus point, name all of the colours on the coat. Red, yellow, green, brown, scarlet, black, ochre, peach, ruby, olive, violet, fawn, lilac, gold, chocolate, mauve, cream, crimson, silver, rose, azure, russet, lemon, purple, white, pink, orange, Blue. I think there's one more that I'm missing out. It was literally there is literally one. Ah! <laughs> okay. Something near lemon. I've forgotten them all now. It's going out of my head. Oh, no, lemon. No. Russet grey. 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 Wow. Literally the most no, the forgettable colour. <laughs> yeah. So. I had it in my head and I was like, that's not really a colour, is it? No. Okay. It is in the coat. <laughs> your favorite song and why um i obviously being in it like i love doing go go joseph because that's the end of act one it's really fun and upbeat but um one more angel in heaven was also just amazing and they um orchestrated a new dance break for our version which was amazing um so that was yeah just like i didn't know so much fun yeah so whenever I like, they want to do Joseph workshops, I can't do that section because it doesn't exist anywhere, um, which is a shame. But it's is really there not cool. one in the original? Is there not one at all in the original um, track? I don't know, or it's different or something. But yeah. But I love that they did that. Do they? You said it, you sort of touched on it earlier, but do they really like try and kind of give it some vavavoom. Yeah, they they one. I think they made a pretty good effort making it quite new like with the narrator like Sheridan really made it her own thing. Um I mean the stars of the show were the huge camels that they got they were like on these huge like kind of bicycles and the kids rode them. Yeah, yeah. Um they were really the set was cool. Yeah, I just I thought it was a really cool version um personally. So cuz it did yeah. it did look it, it, yeah, it looked like it had been given a bit of a, mm. a sprucing up. Yeah, I mean, in the first week of previews, we had show stops pretty much every show because something would go wrong technically. And in one show, Jason Donovan's foot got stuck in the the like lift that goes up and down. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think it was just his shoe. Like his feet were fine, but like he got oh, okay. stuck and he couldn't leave the stage, so he was just kind of like <laughs> stuck <laughs> on stage. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, mine's I'm very boring. Mine's well, mine's the same. Is it? I love. Yeah, one more angel in heaven. I absolutely. I don't know. I just think that's hilarious. Yeah, it is I hilarious. Love that song. The way that, especially like the versions I've seen when you know the Jacob's turned away and the brothers are like, yeah, and then he turns back and it's. I don't know. I just think it's. Um, There's a lot of fun sh- to be had in that. Yeah, number, for sure. I love to do 
yeah, Re- to play Ruben in that in that scene, you can just do so much with it. Yeah, the and whole show is really fun, like to be in. I'd say. Yeah, it's... the pastiche. I don't know. It's just my humor, like just so stupid. It is, mm. isn't it? To be fair, it's very silly. It is very silly. Mine, mine is much more somber. I know. <laughs> mine is, mine is close every door, which is a bit more basic, actually. I suppose, like as you, we said about the other shows, like sometimes we just pick some of like the nicest or like most well-known songs from it. But I think Andrew Lloyd Webber is really good at two things. <laughs> really really good at two things he can write a really good melody all of his melodies are basically perfect all of them no matter what the song they're always really very good right um and he can write rock really well or like musical theater rock he can write really well um but close every door just melodically and harmonically and everything is just so beautiful i think it's I think it's genuinely very like one of the most one of his bettest best songs i should say mm. um out there um, I think it's just yeah I think it's great I, I would it's agree really it's very beautiful um, Jack definitely brought me to tears a few times when he sang it so yeah, I, yeah. That, that, that's the thing with that song I, I've, I think I've always kind of heard it and been brought to near tears I think if something just yeah again it's just the way he writes melody is so smart you know the, when he sings Children of Israel the fact that it gets higher and louder and everything and you oh, just feel yeah. so like oh also, you know. it's, it's uh, I think the fact that it is, you know, in the middle of a show that is so ridiculous. Yeah. That's just making sure. it hit so much harder. harder. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Stage frights. Oh, stage frights. My favourite segment. Yeah, it's your favourite, and I forget about it every week. <laughs> well, I I just love I love a laugh, you know. Yes. And also, true. I do. Mm-hmm. I've got that very kind of. Um, Maybe I'm a bit sadistic. I do just like fails, <laughs> you know. Yeah, Fa- fails are everything. Fails are winning. You know, I think YouTube fail compilations are my go-to. So Blythe, have you got some? I got any embarrassing stories? Yeah. Oh, plenty. But um, I mean, in Starlight Express, you fall over almost every show. Um, and like obviously, every time, if your agent's watching you, you're gonna fall over. Yeah. If your friends and family are watching <laughs> you, you fall over. Like guaranteed, like the nerves just get you and you wobble and you fall. Um, but probably the most embarrassing thing, which the audience probably wouldn't have even noticed, was when I was in Aladdin and I was playing Jasmine. I just sang the whole the same verse twice in a whole new world. Oh my god! You can't yeah. do that in and a so, Disney show. Uh, I know. Oh. I think they probably did notice. <laughs> well, the Aladdin noticed and the MD noticed very clearly. He kind of looked up at me and I was like. Oh my god! So that was that was pretty embarrassing. How did yeah. you um, did you see? Did you, did you try and like mix the two together, or did you just kind of go, no, no, this is happening. This is what's, this is what... like you know when like you're singing the words, but the melody slightly changes for verse two, mm. and it just didn't feel right, and that's when I realised oh, it was not right. Oh uh, yeah, I mean. Um, you're gonna do that say, you can't do it in a whole new often? world as well i mean at least pick a different song <laughs> <laughs> i know it's like iconic it's like the song um but i think luckily everyone's like being well, amazed at the, the, the flying carpet mm. they don't really yeah who was the singing who was your aladdin was it um matt 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 crook 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 i was about to call him crook coca matt crook yeah yeah nice 
Nice. What did he do? Did he just did he just sit? He wasn't actually on. Oh. I was with Anthony, the first oh, cover. Um, yeah, he was very sweet and just like went along with me. I'm just <laughs> so because he kind of he kind of has to echo the word or he has to rhyme. Maybe he just no. Maybe we just didn't rhyme. Gosh, and because it's like um, I don't even know how it goes anymore. But yeah, I feel like he kind of does an echo and it's supposed to rhyme no. and it just didn't go. And. Um, Disney, I suppose, have said you'll never work for them ever again. Now. <laughs> you, you've you've sullied their beautiful Shit. words. Seems you actually speaking of which, that wasn't the end of your Aladdin journey, was it? Because you talking about Disney, didn't you do the? Am I making this up? The film, yeah, yeah, seriously, like Disney and Angela Weber. That's my jam. That's so <laughs> that seems to be where I fit yeah. in the world. So in fact, actually, if anything, that helped you because you got to... <laughs> That's true. I actually did the, the film. film before the musical. Oh, did you? Yeah. Did you know you had the musical before you did the film? Or No. Wow, okay. So maybe that maybe that's what gave me confidence in the audition. Yeah. I was like, I've been in the film, so it's fine if I don't get this. Mm. You know? Mm. I don't know. Mm. But yeah, I've done two Disney films, a Disney musical. I love that. I love that you you I love that you got turned away for, you know, whatever they said too short. And then you ended up doing the film and doing the musical. You completed, I mean, that's just you completed like, Aladdin. Done it. Yeah, yeah, I did. And it was like, obviously, as a kid, that was my princess because she was the only one that I kind of looked like. So, yeah, I'm glad that I got to do that. Amazing. It was a dream come true. Yeah. Any dream will do. Any dream will do. I had a dream and I I got it. You smashed it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Blind. Thank you for putting up with this. Thank you for giving us uh, chaos on. On a, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. No, it's so it's so lovely to see you. Honestly, Thank today you. has been drab, and I've just been looking forward to this. So I knew we'd I knew we'd laugh. Well, I hope you had a lovely time. It was so I lovely did. To see you. I had um, such a lovely time. It's, uh, Good. Thank you. Thank you so Good much. See you later. Yeah. Speak Bye. soon. Bye. Bye. Blythe has done so much stuff, you know. She's got a band. She's running a, you know, she's running her own dance for actors, singers, which is at Pineapple, or will be back up at Pineapple um, when it opens up again. Mm. Uh, obviously, doing that assistant directing stuff with Pitt Lockery. Yeah, I mean, look, let's, let's beat around the bush. She's like, she's our age, and she's absolutely smashing life. Absolutely, absolutely smashing, smashing it. Um, and and the story, her story, her Aladdin story is genuinely inspirational for anyone who is well in the industry full stop let alone grads or whatever um i think there's a lot to be said for that kind of um steel life is a and, um, is a proper grafter proper grafter like full on um, so full grafter, that's yeah. it guys just don't give up if you want to part don't give up yeah please uh follow us at show underscore show underscore pot or send us an email at uh show show pod at gmail.com yeah folks um really hope you uh enjoyed that episode um and i guess all there's left to say is i've been tom and i've been getting and that was joseph, joseph and his and amazing technicolor red blue ochre yellow gray silver no. No. bye goodbye <laughs>